next on BYU Sports Nation. Big game Friday for BYU hoops. But how big? Why Virginia Tech is way more than just the next NIT opponent. Women's hoops is in the Lone Star State for the NCAA tournament. Tomorrow we'll preview the Cougars' first round matchup with assistant coach Melinda Bendall live from Austin. Plus baseball wins again and junior outside hitter Jake Langlois of number one ranked BYU Volleyball in Studio B. They're going for 13 straight wins. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision, BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans Let's go. everywhere. Let's go. It's a Friday. There's a ton going on today. I love it. March 18th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with BYUSN Bracket apologist, Jerem Jordan. That would be accurate. I have no idea how my bracket did last night. I, I don't know why, but a couple years ago, I just stopped paying attention. I, I just want to pick something rant like, oh, I had that one team to the Elite Eight that no one saw come. That's, that's my goal with this. To do something that nobody else has because done. Because I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. I just want to watch the games and enjoy it. It's like, like, I probably don't relate to a lot of people. I don't do fantasy football either. Well, you saw how much I cared about it yesterday. I was finishing my bracket when the show started. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you care. You just didn't care to prepare well enough Correct. to turn it in on time. Correct. There's a difference. Oh, I got it in on time, or else it wouldn't have allowed me to enter it in on time. Yeah, I had to get it before the first game. Well, in that one, you didn't join the office pool one. You you did the with everybody. We want you in the office. Guess pool what? One, I can print out my bracket and turn it Manual? into the office what pool. What is this? Oh, oh my four? goodness! It's not that big of a deal. You know what is a big deal? Gonzaga playing Utah. Yeah, we are all Zags today. Okay. I don't typically like cheering for Gonzaga, but I watched that game last night, and I wanted Gonzaga to win. I, I need more reason to not like Gonzaga. I have no reason, really, not to like them. They've beaten BYU, yet there's not been these rivalry moments. So I sit, like, St. Mary's, it's like, oh, I hope St. Mary's loses every game. I really do. But Gonzaga, I have no reason not to like those guys. I hope they destroy Utah tomorrow. For all of you wondering how our brackets did, Jerem, I believe you were 9 for 16 yesterday. Okay, so that's about my free throw percentage. <laughs> I went 3 of 6 in my rec game yesterday from the free throw line. And I missed two two games yesterday. I was 14 that's pretty for good. 16. I, I know someone that went 16 for 16 yesterday. Someone Brady perfect- Tucker, wow. who is a producer wow. uh, out, in the, out in the industry, in the biz, used to work here. Uh, he went 16 for 16. Wow. More importantly, how's your NIT bracketology? That leads off our BYU Sports Nation headlines. Second round of the National Invitation Tournament tonight. BYU hosting Virginia Tech, 930 Eastern. You can watch that on ESPNU. Listen live on BYU Radio. The Cougars going for win number 25 this season, and oh, so much more we'll explain in about two minutes. The baseball team continues to crush it. They crushed Pacific to open West Coast Conference play yesterday. 19-3. to Nineteen to three. Wow! They play again tonight, eight Eastern time, and that brings us to today's Twitter question: Who will win by more tonight, BYU basketball or BYU baseball? The baseball team is scoring so much that we have asked this question. They are in the seventeen plus possibility. They score the <laughs> most runs of any team in the country. They are averaging That's ten awesome. runs a game. That's a ton. It really is, because there are games where you don't score a lot. These guys are scoring a ton. So use the hashtag BYUSN. Who will win by more tonight, BYU basketball 
or baseball at Y Fangirl underscore JB. I want to say basketball, but I think it'll be a close game tonight. Baseball has so many variables, but hashtag Batcats. Listen, the idea that baseball is scoring 10 runs a game, let's put that in perspective. That's like averaging 100 points a game in basketball in college and like averaging 60 points if you're a college football team. Yeah, it'd be it's crazy. nuts Another what they tweet. are doing right now. At Twiggerstone, basketball, they've been hitting from three and it's easier to score in basketball. So are you going 17 plus for both? I'm going 17 plus for neither. I think there'll be a little. That's too much, man. Too much. Hey, baseball won by 16 last night. It wasn't 17 plus. You're right. That's pretty good, though. Jeez. Holy cow. 19. That's the second most runs they've scored in the game this year. Not the most. Not even the most. They scored 21 in the season opener against St. Louis. In the season opener. It's just all downhill from here for baseball, man. <laughs> they're, they're so good that it can't possibly stay this way. Now, when season. will they lose again? Good grief. Not last night, that's for sure. Top-ranked men's volleyball, speaking of win streaks, have the longest win streak in the country at 12 matches. They host 8th-ranked Pepperdine, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars have lost one set, one set in the last 55 days. Jake Langlois will join us coming up. We'll break that down. BYU, the number uh, number one hitting team and blocking team in the country, as well as being the number one ranked team. So times are good in Provo. The women's basketball team traveled to Austin yesterday. They play Missouri in the NCAA tournament tomorrow at 6.30 Eastern time on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. A note about the BYU Radio part. Uh, It's not on SiriusXM 143, NCAA tournament rights, can't stream, but you can listen to it with Robbie Bolo on the call uh, through the app or on BYURadio.org. It's a big day, and you need to all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Big game Friday. But they're playing defense tonight as well. Dave Rose has to love it. Again! Oh, the disrespect. NIT second round tonight. Virginia Tech at BYU, 9.30 Eastern. 7.30 Mountain on ESPNU and BYU Radio. The winner moves on to the NIT quarterfinals and will take on the winner of Creighton or Wagner. Now, if it's BYU, they will host that game at home. With that said, Jerem, I would like you to rate the following BYU basketball facts of importance on okay, a scale of 1 to 10. 10 being uber important okay. and Elite. 1 being I care as much about this as Jerem cares about the countdown to the Wildcats. Or 0. Nobody cares. Oh, you've gone lower than one. Could be zero. A scale of zero to ten? Zero, not a number? Fine. Let's go zero to ten. Okay. You don't care about the countdown at all? Not even enough to get point zero 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 one. I don't know. That's not, that's not the first question, right? <laughs> Are you, I thought we were talking about Virginia Tech and First BYU. item. BYU has never beaten an ACC team in the Marriott Center. Now, that's an interesting one. I saw Rubel tweet that out this morning. Um... Oh, on the scale of important, 0 to 10 has never been... I don't know the volume on that. I know the BYU has some wins against teams that are now in the ACC, but weren't at the time, right? Uh, I'll, go, I'll go 6, 7, 7. Okay, pretty important. I think that it'd be a nice win. Virginia Tech's not a name out of the ACC, right? But, um, you know, they're, they have a brand there. I think it'd be a nice win. It'd be a nice win. Okay, now this is a team. Six, six. So you go with six. You yep. change from seven to six. Mm-hmm. Second item. This is the first Wait, team. Wait, what's yours? Oh, you want me to rate yeah. them too? Why? Yes. Who You're... cares? Who cares what I think? I want to know on your scale because this scale is well, all about Jerem. We, we don't have to follow the show mantra per se. <laughs> Let's get your opinion too. <laughs> what, what do you think? 
Uh, I say five. I'm really not that. Oh wow, I'm not the higher end. Okay. Dialed into. Feel weird about BYU that. has never beaten an ACC team in Provo. How often? I'm with you. How often do ACC teams like, come to Provo? Let, let's think about this. Twenty, yeah, 2011. Wake Forest. BYU beats Ole Miss in football. Oh, SEC. It's, Ole Miss wasn't good at just, the time. So just whatever. doesn't happen that yeah. often. Okay. Second item. This is the first team, Virginia Tech, from a football Power Five conference to visit Provo in basketball. This year. Four, because the last couple of years, the average is one anyways. It's not like BYU is getting these, these Power 5 programs, football and basketball, to come into the Marriott Center and or Lavelle ever same that often. It's nice to get like two every couple of years, but it's gen- the last five years in football, six Power 5 home games. The last, uh, sorry, seven in football. In basketball, six the last five years. So one is the average, four. Is the number so? This is the one. Four out of ten. Just so happens that it's happening in postseason play with Virginia Tech playing in the Marriott Center, which is nice. It's nice. And I'm down the middle again. Five. I'd rather have Duke, you know, North Carolina, Virginia, Miami. You know what I mean? Like Virginia Tech. Okay, cool. Five. Yeah, I split the middle for me on the first two. Number three, a win tonight would give BYU that pinnacle of 25 wins this season. I'll go eight. Tainted because you're making the NIT run. You'd like that to happen in the NCAA tournament. But uh, the win total is really important. Obviously, finishing uh, somewhere championships and winning in the NCAA tournament is more important than win total. But if you can get to 25, even 26, even 27 or whatever, that's nice. 25 sounds like a nice round number, and that's what BYU basketball does under Dave Rose. I say 7. Averages 25.7 a year because he got back-to-back 30s with Jimmer. So I say 7. If the Cougars can get to 26, then I bump it up in the 8-9 region on that scale. We've said so many numbers in this segment. I know. It's fantastic, isn't it? It reminds me of, like, math class. I didn't take a math class at BYU, by the way. That's why I'm overwhelmed by this moment. I asked you to go on a scale of 1 to 10. You threw in the 0. That's your own fault for making it more complicated. Okay, my bad. Number 4. A win tonight puts BYU in the NIT quarterfinals. Now that's 10. Like, win, advance. That's the most important thing. 10. That's the next step to getting to New York, right? Yes. Absolutely. Winning is everything tonight. There is nothing no, more important to me. No, winning is everything all the time. There's nothing more important to me on this scale. Every it is day. uber important. BYU, a 10 if they win, they get to the quarterfinals. Okay. Next, Virginia Tech, listen to this, Jerem, has wins over current NCAA tournament teams, Virginia, one seed. a one seed, and Miami, a, a three, three seed. To me, that's a nine. That, that shows the high end of what they're capable of. What, what was the BYU, the high end BYU beat an 11 seed, right? One at Gonzaga. Yes, an 11 seed. Who won in the tournament? Granted, For the Virginia seventh Tech, straight year, by Virginia the way. Virginia Tech won these games at home. They uh, won them at home. Yeah, I don't care what happened. They, they won. Uh, that, yeah, that's, that's a big deal. To me, that's like a nine, just because you see what they're capable of. Now, the last game, they, they won in what? Overtime against Princeton. So I, I, they have to travel across the country. I question uh, you know, the legs they're going to have for this game against BYU on one day's rest across the country against BYU at home. I think BYU wins this game. I say eight. Virginia Tech beating Virginia and Miami. I don't know. It doesn't it feel great to be on the higher end of things feels for once terrible. in a while? I'm going to go throw up. I, I say eight <laughs> because, yes, those are fantastic wins, but they're at home. This is in Provo, man. This is at the Marriott Center. They've got to travel Provo. a long way to come play basketball at the Marriott Center. Next, BYU 3-0 and all time. Against the Hokies of Virginia Tech. Zero. The context of that has nothing to do with tonight's <laughs> game. It really doesn't. BYU went to Blacksburg 
couple years ago, I believe, what was it, 2012, and won, uh, won there. Maybe it was 2011. And then uh, Energy Solutions, there was a game. That was a 42-point game from Tyler Haas, as you recall. Uh, so, and then the other one was in the NCAA tournament, I think. So, zero. It has nothing to do with tonight. I'll give it a three because BYU is 3-0 against Virginia Tech. Good. So you, got, you were higher in one. I feel really, so much better. Not really that important, but kind of a fun nugget that if BYU wins tonight, sure. they go to 4-0 and they've never lost to Virginia Tech. I love the past games. Like, if there were previous hosts of BYU Sports Nation and they got a certain rating or whatever or award, that would have nothing to do with you and I. Zero, right? Yet... We would be in the same category. So this BYU team's like, uh, I didn't play on that team that played against Virginia Tech, so what does that have to did, do with me? Did Nate Austin play against Virginia Tech? Rawr, rawr, rawr. Yeah, and he had a huge impact in that game on the <laughs> result. You know what I mean? And our final important aspect on a scale of 1 to 10 is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Road trip! Virginia's tri- Virginia Tech's trip to Provo. Thank goodness it's not Virginia. Virginia Tech's trip to Provo is the longest of the season. 1,689 miles as the crow flies, of course. Their longest road trip previously was to Destin, Florida. Destine at 587 miles. So that's uh, that's a lot longer. Like three times longer. 1,700 miles from Blacksburg, not South Carolina, Blacksburg, Virginia. There, we discovered that there is a Blacksburg, South Carolina <laughs> today as well. To Provo. That's a long road trip. And so for me, Jerem, that's right up there close to 10, 9. I think that... Yeah, pack your corn nuts and jerky, dude. That's a long trip, That's man. a very long trip. And they just went to overtime against Princeton. So you have to play an emotional game. You exert a lot of energy. You got to get on a plane essentially a few hours later and fly across the country. That's yeah. nine for me. It's really important, and it will, it will play a factor tonight for sure. I'll be disappointed if BYU loses this game. What, what did, we, did we get the line on this game tonight? I can't BYU remember. by six and a half. Six and a half? Okay. I think that's fair. The Cougars were a nine and a half point favorite against the Blazers of UAB, the Fighting Trogdors, and ended up winning that game by what, 17? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> that's how emotionally invested 19? you were. Oh, they won by 19? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. They won by a lot. Whatever, man. Was it 17 plus? That all, that, that's all that matters. 17 plus, dude. <sighs> you know what you're the looking man, forward to magical. more than anything, Jerem? Yeah, here Countdown to the Wildcats. 169. This doesn't really make a noise. The audio guys are like, don't hit the mic. Yeah. Well, I you was picked, tapping you it with the baton. A, you picked a hollow track baton. Yeah. You need to like hit it against your hand or something to create some sort of like... That hurts, though. I'm not doing that again. Jeez. Oh, only 169 days away. Man, I can't wait. 169 days. That's less than half of a year, Jerem. Football team's practicing again today. It's the coaches' clinic. So there are high school coaches from all over the country hanging out with BYU today. Less than half of a year before BYU football will take the field. of a year? With a new coaching staff and two amazing quarterbacks, potentially. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Who will win by more tonight? BYU basketball <laughs> or BYU baseball? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Y for Life, baseball will. They'll win by 10 plus. Basketball by only one. What's your answer to this? Basketball or baseball? I say basketball. I go baseball. You think baseball's going to win by more Pacific runs? Pacific stinks. They don't have Michael Rucker starting, though. Different pitcher, different game. Honey Badger, I don't care. Up next, what will be the key to a first-round victory for women's basketball? Assistant coach Belinda Bendall joins us from Austin, Texas. Yeti face!
BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Tomorrow, women's basketball is in the NCAA tournament. They play the Missouri Tigers on BYURadio.org and the app. BYU Radio, you can download those. 6.30 Eastern Time, it's also on ESPN2. Check it out. Let's have some fun with our Twitter question today. Who will win by more tonight? BYU men's basketball or BYU baseball, who have now won 11 straight games and just beat Pacific 19-3? to Jerem says baseball, I say basketball. What do you think? At Melocopter says BYU baseball, playing Pacific, who they already beat, whereas men's basketball is playing Virginia Tech in the second round of the tournament. Like, I, I think Pacific stinks at baseball, and I think Virginia Tech is a decent basketball team. That's kind of the difference for me. But it's easier to win by more points in basketball than it is in baseball. I know. That's a general statement about the two sports. I'm looking at the specific opponents that will actually play tonight. How much? Okay, Pacific beat Washington in Seattle 6-3. to three. They yeah they stunk last night. They <laughs> lost by thirteen, and you're trying to claim that oh, they lost stunk. by sixteen. Sixteen. I again, I can't do math. I don't care. Fine, fine. I'm actually kind of the numbers guy on this show. I, uh, that's not good news for our show. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. It's a Friday. Woo! Here we go. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Melinda Bendall, the assistant coach for Jeff Judkins and Juddy Face along with Dan Nielsen. She joins us from Austin, Texas. Melinda, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. How's the weather in Austin? It's beautiful. Well, I lied. It's not beautiful. It feels good, but it's overcast. It's hot, but we're just happy to be here. Understandably so in the NCAA tournament. But before we get into the particulars of BYU and Missouri in Austin in that 7-10 game, we absolutely have to talk about Juddy Face. And we heard the team saw a montage of the best Juddy Face Photoshopped photos. How was that? Classic. I I mean, honestly, you guys, when you put that out there, it was the best thing that could have happened to this team before this tournament. It just kept things so lighthearted. The other day we finished film when they first all started coming out and watched Missouri, and Dan just, like, slyly turned off film and just blasted uh, Buddy the Elf sitting on Juddie's lap, and everyone just died laughing because that one had just come out. So <laughs> it's just it has been hilarious. The Do girls you, are dying. Every every new one that we see, we just Juddie, this one your favorite? Oh, guys, and he just shrugs it off. He's like, I guess when you do something stupid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> when he came into He's studio, off. it was funny because he didn't know what he had done. He had no yeah. idea. So we no. kind of showed him during the commercial break and then said, okay, we're going to have some fun with this, just so you know. I think it got bigger than even we thought. But, uh, and I know that ESPN2 is aware um, and may even mention something on the broadcast. So that's fun. Yep. So, so you're saying this was good for the team because they're relaxed now, and so if you win, we're to be credited in some way? Is that what you're saying? There's, there's going to be a little jutty face, like, shout-out to BYU Sports Nation, for sure. Yeah, I baby. Mean, Hey, just so you know, we just got done with media, and, and the second question they asked, like, what's this on Juddy Face? They want to hold, they want to get a piece of every one of those that have, have come out. So you guys, you're doing the right, it's, it's big. <laughs> Melinda Bendall, assistant coach for BYU Women's Basketball, joining us from Austin, Texas, as the Cougars get set to take on Missouri in the NCAA tournament. We should actually talk about the game now. Fine. How much have you, how much have you learned about Missouri over the course of the week, and uh, how are you game planning for the Tigers? 
you know, we've learned a lot. It's, it's been nice to have the Saturday game. You, you feel like you have enough time to prepare. And they're a great team. They're a really good team, um, a team that we feel like we match up actually really well with. They're a lot more our style, which is good, and, and they're beatable. You know, I mean, any, for anyone to say, like, I mean, you see it in the men's side yesterday, anyone can win a game in the NCAA tournament. But you have to be playing your best basketball. And so we're hoping the girls are ready and – they feel prepared. They know. They feel comfortable with uh, Missouri, what they do. And so you just hope that they feel confident enough to come out and just play a good game tomorrow. Is this team 100% over the uh, WCC title game, or have you leveraged that in some way into this game? You know, I, I, I'd I be lying if I said, yeah, they're totally over and no big deal. No, I think it's why I've left a bad taste in all of our mouths. Um, we knew that that was our game to lose, and, and we let some things go wrong. And, I mean, we led the game all but 14 seconds. And to lose a game like that, it stings. It leaves a little mark. But at the same time, we know we did our homework. We did everything that we could to put ourselves in a situation that, with no doubt, we sat in that room um, during selection show, and we knew we were going to be in. We had done the things right, and we'd won the big games, and we played a great schedule. So we felt super confident. So the, we've kind of sold that to the girls, and, and they believe it, and they feel confident that they can come in and play with anyone in this league. Melinda Bendall, assistant coach for the WCC regular season champion BYU Cougars. They received a seven seed in the NCAA tournament at large bid, take on Missouri on Saturday on ESPN2. Is there a team that you have played against this season that Missouri kind of reminds you of so that you have, I don't know, something to compare this team to? Yeah, you know what? Actually, we, the, the team that we think the most is, is Colorado State, actually. This team is, is across the board six foot. I mean, they range like from the point guard to their big. It's like six foot, six one, six one, six three for the big. So they're just kind of a long... Um, not the most athletic team, but they can shoot the ball. So it'll be, you know, I, I feel like sometimes that's in our favor because it's a little more our style shooting the ball so we know how to defend it. We, we defend that every day. Um, but we do feel like, and it might seem, sound funny looking at our team, but we feel like we're a little bit more athletic and can maybe get to the rim a little better than they can. So we feel like that's an advantage we want to we wanna, um, key in on. Complete this sentence, Melinda. BYU beats Missouri if? If we contain the three on their game. They're a great three-point shooting team. If we make them put the ball on the floor, we win the game. Are we talking about under 35%? Have you, have you attributed a number or percentage to that? We haven't, but I would say if we can keep them under 30%, 35%, then it's completely in our favor. Um, that's, that's their first key to their wins, I, I would guarantee, is that they look at it and they say, we got to hit shots on outside the three and, and give ourselves that advantage to win games. What's the schedule like today? Was there already media this morning? Media this morning. The girls actually, as I'm talking to you, just walked out on the court and they're just stretching. We start our practice here in, in 15 minutes. Practice, go get some Torchy's tacos. I don't know if you guys have ever had those. They're amazing. It's a, <laughs> what, it's a really popular place here. What is it? What tacos? Torchy. Torchy's Tacos. Torchy's Tacos. Yeah, kind of similar, similar to like a 180 taco. I feel you. Yeah, that's but awesome. They're the, they're the real deal. So we're going to lunch and then uh, head back to the hotel, do a little studying, get ready, and then have a nice dinner tonight, prep, and go to bed. Now, would Jerem Jordan make a half-court shot if you were to assist him on the court in Austin? Because that happened at the West Coast Conference Tournament. 
I'm telling you, that was unreal, Jerem. Unreal. I turn and literally one shot and done. I, what, unbelievable. You, you're, you're more than welcome to come to Texas right now and do the same. Right on this big, huge longhorn I'm looking at right now. My nickname's Kentucky. One and done. Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Lex, Lexi Rydalch, uh, Dan said, she plays better when she's angry at something. Um, is there something that you guys are thinking of saying or doing to rile her up? Yeah, to rile her up tomorrow. You know, she seems to figure that out all on her own. (laughs) 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 It doesn't take much um, for her to get going. So, you know, she knows this is her senior year, and she wants to um, go out on a high, you know, and and she's had a great career, an unbelievable career, and and nothing would be sweeter for her than to have a good game um, in in an NCAA tournament game where – you know, she's, she's preparing herself for WNBA and, and Combine's coming up at the Final Four, so she her mind's right. You can tell she's ready to go, and she's been ready to go this whole week. We're talking about the all-time leading scorer in West Coast Conference history and the West Coast Conference Player of the Year. Does Missouri have anybody that can guard Lexi? It's a good question. I, do you want me to give the real answer? No, I don't think so. I think she's way more athletic than what they have. Um you know, she, they all have size, and sometimes that can give Lexi some issues. So she's just got to use her quickness and her strength um, to get to the rim and, and, and don't look for fouls, but just go up and just play her game and make them have to guard her out in the perimeter because that's where she's best. We would like to distribute some BYU Sports Nation karma to you through the phone line if you're okay with that. Yes, please. The Gregorian chant is on its way with the BYU Sports <laughs> Nation it. karma. Melinda, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for the insight. Good luck in Austin. We will be watching very, very closely. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for all you guys do for us. You got it. Melinda Bendall on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Again, 6.30 Eastern time tomorrow ESPN2. You can listen to it on BYU Radio, BYUradio.org, and the app. BYU beats Missouri if they can contain the three. Comes down to that. Here's going to win that game. Under 35%. Up next, Virginia Tech beat Virginia and Miami in men's hoops. But what can they do in Provo tonight? Their play-by-play man, John Laser, joins us next. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, tonight, 9.30 Eastern time, Virginia Tech versus BYU in the second round of the National Invitational Tournament is on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Check it out. Winner plays the winner of Creighton and Wagner coming up next week. BYU going for 25 wins this season. BYU baseball beat Pacific last night 19-3 to to open up West Coast Conference play. They've won 11 straight, are 17-1 overall, and lead the country in runs per game. They play tonight at 8 Eastern. They're pretty good. Also pretty good on campus. Men's volleyball number one in the country. They play 8th-ranked Pepperdine tonight. 9 Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars have lost one set in the last 55 days. And again, if you missed it, local time, 6 baseball, 7 volleyball, 7.30 basketball. Tonight is awesome in Provo. If you make it to all three, tweet us a picture showing us of all three. your awesome fandom. Yeah, we, w- we want to see it. Women's basketball in Austin. They traveled down to Texas yesterday. We just were joined by Melinda Bendall, the assistant coach. Uh, under Jeff Judkins, we discussed everything from Juddy Face and those amazing Photoshop pictures, which have now become a thing, apparently, in their media session. The second question, according to Melinda Bendall, was about Juddy Face. <laughs> That's, uh, I love it. I love That's it so much. That's making an impact on social media. <laughs> 
Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is the play-by-play voice of the Virginia Tech Hokies, John Laser. John, nice to have you on BYU Sports Nation. Absolutely. Great to be with you guys. First question, have you ever been to Provo, Utah? You know, I haven't. I went to school at Arizona State, so I kind of spent a number of road trips kind of going by and through, but I've never been here for a prolonged period of time. So I know, like the guys, we were excited, man. We posed for a picture in the airport with the mountains in the background, so ready to roll and happy to be here. Uh, it's not like the Appalachian uh, Mountains, but, yeah, a little different. But what, what was the traveling like for you, John, as you guys played an overtime game just two days ago and then had to get to Provo here to play tonight? You know, in terms of some of the other travel complications we have on the East Coast when you get hit with all that winter weather, it actually wasn't all that bad. You know, I think we'll determine tonight whether the guys are able to find their legs that quickly, particularly in this elevation and, and having come so far from home. But in terms of the actual logistics of the flight, it wasn't much of a problem. We left yesterday about 12 Eastern time or noon Eastern time. We got into Provo about 3 o'clock uh, local time, got over, shot around a little bit last night, and I think all the guys were able to get a pretty good night's rest. So from that complication standpoint, it wasn't that big of an issue but uh, back to your point about the Appalachian Mountains yeah that's what Buzz Williams said last night he goes guys they talk about mountains where we're from those aren't mountains these are mountains you need to be you need to be ready for them you're gonna lose your first wind a little quicker tonight than normal so know that that's normal and uh, we'll substitute accordingly my dad's from Virginia North Carolina I've had that battle with them uh, my whole life and I said Appalachian not Appalachian on purpose John yeah, I got you. Well, I'm with you, man. I'm not a native of that area, so I go with Appalachian. Part of the process of them starting to like me a little more. One of the biggest challenges of tournament play is kind of this cram for the final feel where it's like, okay, we survived. Now we have 24 hours to break down film on BYU and put together a game plan. In the time that Virginia Tech has had to prepare for BYU, what kind of a challenge do the Cougars present when you look at matchups tonight? Well, that's just it. It's it's not only how you want to match up, it's how you want to schematically try to take Kyle Collinsworth and not allow him to be the optic center, nerve center of that BYU basketball team. And obviously he's one of the most efficient players in the country, if not the most efficient. So I think the Hokies are going to take the approach that some other teams have taken for good or for bad, and that is to not help off to try to stop Collinsworth and leave wide open shots for Fisher and Emery, you know, whether that be from the wings or from the corners, because if you do that, you're dead, particularly in transition. You've got to identify those two shooters coming up the floor in transition. I think the Hokies think that they may, on the other side of that, have an advantage in terms of themselves getting out in transition. But in order to do that, you've got to get stops, which is easier said than done. And, of course, the worst-case scenario is if everybody is feeling it tonight for BYU and lighting it up from outside, then you might find yourself in trouble. But if you get past that feeling out process, I think this actually will play out into a pretty good matchup. What kind of team does BYU remind you of, maybe in the ACC if there is one? You know, that's difficult to say. I don't think there is one, to be honest with you. I think the style of play that you see out here is quite a bit different. And actually, the most recent opponent, I think BYU is quicker, more athletic, and bigger than the Princeton team that the Hokies were fortunate to beat in the opening round. But a balanced team where you can get hurt by anyone, anytime. And BYU is a little bit different, and they do have some capable big men, and Princeton really didn't in terms of guys over six foot seven or so. But the ACC, just a completely different conference, not to say better or worse, but just different style of basketball. And Buzz was quick to point that out last night. He said, guys, this preparation for this game and the way that we're going to ask you to defend is wholeheartedly different. So that's definitely an advantage to BYU because they haven't seen a team like that, whereas more than likely BYU has gone up against a team that profiles somewhat similar fashion to Virginia Tech. Buzz Williams is one of the bigger personalities in all of college basketball when you look at coaching, and he creates a lot of smiles for fans and opposing coaches and just has a really fun air about him. 
What's the biggest difference that he has made for the Hokies program as they look to rebuild and kind of get to that next level in the ACC? Culture is the biggest change, and you're right. His personality was the first step in that, but the legitimacy of, of the work that these guys put in behind the scenes and the character of the guys in this program is what allows you to take steps in that direction because he talks all the time about making up ground, particularly in a conference as stacked as the ACC is the most difficult thing to do, not only in college basketball but in sports as a whole. And this team has undoubtedly, regardless of the outcome tonight or, or what they're able to do or not do going forward in the postseason, has done that. I mean, you look at a team that four consecutive last Last place finishes, no hope, left for dead, stands are empty. People are just looking forward towards spring football and, and what that was going to look like year to year to winning the 20th game of the season, posting double-digit wins in the winning season in the ACC and doing it with a roster that was missing three of their 30-plus minute guys for the entire season, if not um, the majority of the season. And it's somewhat, it borders on the remarkable, and it certainly, I think, falls under the category of incredible. And that definitely starts with buzz, but also filters through the rest of the coaches that he's assembled. It's an interesting program in the standpoint that it seems like everybody was chosen for a particular reason. And obviously, you're not going to be correct in all of those predictions or selections in terms of people, but for the most part, the pieces seem to fit together well, and the sum is certainly greater than the part. This is off the radar a little bit, but uh, I wanted to ask it. So, Bronco Mendenhall goes to the rival Virginia. What was the reaction of Virginia Tech fans to that hire? You know, I think it was blunted a little bit, guys, by the fact that we've made our own hire, of course, and there's so much curiosity about what Virginia Tech football is going to look like under Justin Fuente and for the first time in three decades not being led by Frank Beamer that there's a curiosity certainly about what Bronco Mendenhall will be able to do in Charlottesville, but right now I think there's also the feeling of Virginia's the least of our concerns and we've got to deal with our (laughs) own house and uh, deal with some of the other teams that are a little bit further ahead that have gotten ahead while the Hokies have fallen back a bit, you know, North Carolina and Duke both programs on the rise and I think the immediate questions are the same ones everybody has how will they be able to recruit in a relatively foreign area particularly when the, the players will be younger and probably from a different cultural demographic than he's used to so a lot of curiosity around both Virginia Tech and Virginia but I think that everybody uh, in Virginia definitely thought that it was a very solid hire and a very respected football man in Bronco Mendenhall for sure. Because of what's happened at Virginia Tech over the past few years and now the, the turnaround under Buzz Williams, how does this team view the NIT? Because BYU is kind of like, well, we want to get to the NCAA tournament. Didn't. There's disappointment there, but they're happy to have home games. So how does Virginia Tech view a trip to the NIT right now? Well, I think you can answer that, or I'll answer that in two parts. I think from an administrative standpoint, a fan base standpoint, they're exceptionally excited about it. And from my perspective, I think that obviously everybody could have put the feather in the cap and said we made the NCAA tournament. That hasn't happened very often. But I think when you look at it bigger picture in terms of what Buzz is trying to build over the next few years, I think that run in the NIT, if they could somehow find a way to win tonight and then go back for a home game, uh, and try to make it to New York, the buzz around that, around Blacksburg, would be something that they haven't seen in years and might actually be more beneficial than just a one-and-done or a one-off in the NCAA tournament. From a player's perspective, they're young kids, and Buzz has done a phenomenal job of instilling that chip on the shoulder feeling. So I don't think that they're wholly cognizant of how the process works and the fact that outside of winning the ACC tournament, despite the fact that they won six games in a row in what they feel is the toughest conference in, the, in America, they had no chance come Selection Sunday of getting into the NCAA tournament. But I think Buzz has once again done a nice job of, of gathering that, not anger, but maybe frustration or lack of respect card and, and funneled it towards the NIT. And I think they've been ready to play, and I think they will be again tonight. John, when I evaluate a team, I like to look at where their ceiling is, and the ceiling for Virginia Tech is wins over Virginia and Miami. What is this team capable of? 
Well, they're capable of matching up in different styles because, again, they're not you know your traditional three guard out, two forward under type five. They they, they come at you in a wave of about eight or nine guys that are all pretty versatile in terms of their length and speed and athleticism. And you know you look at what they did against Princeton, and it was obviously a mismatch for them in terms of their athleticism in the post. And you see Zach Lede go off for 29 points. I guarantee you, he will not do that again tonight against BYU. You look at Jalen Hudson, who has probably the most talent on this team, but isn't necessarily the focal point, he gets 28. I guarantee you he won't do that again tonight. But Justin Bibbs may go off tonight from outside. He's their best perimeter option. So it's a team that doesn't have a tremendous amount of guys that vital statistics jump off the page at you, but it's a team that has a lot of balance and a lot of guys that can hurt you in different ways. And that balance and versatility allows you to play a number of different styles. My apologies, guys. It seems like a parade is going through our hotel lobby here at the moment. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's, li- it's live radio and live television. We get it. Today, yeah. Hey, if you need a vocal tour guide, by the way, in Provo, we'd be happy to help you out with that for taking some time with us today. Absolutely, guys. My pleasure. John Laser joining us. We appreciate the time, man. We'll see you tonight in the Marriott Center. All right. Can't wait. Joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline was the play-by-play voice of the Virginia Tech Hokies, John Laser. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I'm really interested in knowing, you know, who was walking by him now. Like, what group was... A band. A local band. said it was a parade. A parade. Of people. I'm like, who was, who was <laughs> walking by him? Exceptionally excited are the words he used to describe Virginia Tech being in the NIT. To me, that's a lot of, a lot of this, right? Who's going to win by more tonight, basketball or baseball? And the number one ranked men's volleyball team on display next. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live from Studio Bizzle. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN Live, catch the rebroadcast weeknights starting at 6 Eastern on BYU TV. You're literally the only person that calls it that, but I like it. I, Every I time I good. say it, you get that smirk on your face like, I can't believe he just said Studio <laughs> Bizzle. says that here. We should write in Sharpie on the outside out there. <laughs> hey, tonight, number one men's volleyball takes on eighth-ranked Pepperdine, 9 Eastern time. You can watch it live on BYU TV. The same two teams tomorrow as well. BYU is crushing it right now, and it's going to be a ton of fun in the Smith Fieldhouse again. I would guess that my buddy Snoop Dogg thinks Studio Bizzle Your buddy is Snoop really Dogg, cool. Get out of here, dude. When are we going to have him on the show, by the way? Let's get Drake before we get Snoop Dogg. Like, it's 2016. Come Started on. from the bottom. Yeah. Who will win by more tonight, BYU men's basketball or BYU baseball? The baseball team won by 16 runs last night against Pacific. They play the same team tonight. Basketball hosting Virginia Tech in the second round of the NIT. Use the hashtag BYUSN to reply. For now, it's time to bring in a man who plays for the currently number one ranked men's volleyball team in all the land. Jake Langlois, junior outside hitter. Jake, welcome back to Studio B. Thanks. Or the Studio Bizzle. <laughs> Do you approve of the Studio Bizzle? Whatever you're feeling, I guess. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a no. A no. He's like, no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> stop it. Stop it, Spencer. <clears throat> Crazy. So when you are the number one ranked team in the country, what does it mean to have that number attached to BYU Volleyball? feels good obviously we try not to think about it though because right now it really doesn't matter but we're just trying to play as hard as we can trying to win as many matches as we can 12 win match streak you've lost one set in 55 days was there pressure to sweep every time i mean it got crazy right it was 35 sets in a row i think um we didn't really notice until we broke a record i guess and it's my it's my fault for making sure that everyone knew it this. was a record he did this 
My bad for Im- informing you. And so <laughs> there wasn't really pressure. Yeah. We just played and ended up losing a set, and the coaches were happy because we don't have, we don't have that pressure anymore. We don't have to worry about it. That's hilarious. You still won that match, which is the good news. But So there was pressure to win in a sweep fashion then? Uh, I guess you could say that. We didn't think about it, but people put pressure on us like you. Hey, I'm here to make you better, man. <laughs> Stack weights on the, those arms. Let's go. Junior outside hitter Jake Langlois of BYU Men's Volleyball joining us in Studio B. What did you do last week uh, with the week off? Because BYU doesn't have a spring break, but what, what did you do? We just practiced. We, didn't, we, we had some rest, but we kept working, tried to get a little bit better on our bye week and be ready for Pepperdine for this week. The race in the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation crazy. I, is crazy. I always compare it to the SEC in football. There's just so many good teams in there. And it's been really top-heavy. Yet Pepperdine beat one of those top four teams uh, last week in, in the fifth set, Stanford. So what kind of challenge do the Waves bring into Provo tonight? It's going to be tough. They're a really good serving team. And we just have to pass and serve in order to beat them. Our attacking has always been good. So we don't have to worry that, about that too much. But um, they'll be tough. This is crazy, but all five starting hitters for BYU have a hitting percentage of over 300. That's number one in the country to nobody's surprise when you look at that statistic. Why is it that the offense has been so successful? All the guys are super athletic, and our setter, Leo, has been developing really well. He is pretty young, and he's just been super athletic for us, digging, blocking, and setting the offense. I, I look at the starting lineup and I get really excited because I see I see five sophomores there. Um, I only see one senior that's going to graduate. So, what kind of uh, what kind of excitement is there about this group that you've got? Not just for this year, but for the next couple of years. Well, we're trying not to think about next year. Obviously, <laughs> I knew gonna... me with more pressure on you already. Yeah, my <laughs> you knew bad. I was going to say that one. Though. <laughs> um, it'll be exciting next year, obviously, but we we really just want to focus on this year. Try to win as many games as we can. You become a seasoned vet. You're like you're like giving me the Heisman left and right in this interview. It's fantastic. Like, nope, we got a match tonight. Like, shut up, let's go. I applaud that effort. Even with the studio bizzle question, you yeah. answered politically correct when you're like, you're an idiot. <laughs> We're used to it, so we can handle it. It's great. You want to get better individually, obviously, and as a team. But when you look at your own performance, how do you feel like you have improved the most as a volleyball player? Man, you guys are giving me tough questions. Dude, you got to come in here ready to go, game bro. Game Jake! <laughs> um, I just feel like I've gotten more comfortable. Uh, just more more reps help me to, to do better in difficult situations. So probably just the comfort level. And then our team unity has been helping me a lot. We're all good friends, so it's really easy to go out there and compete with your friends, not just your teammates. Have you graduated from the, okay, I'm playing volleyball and I've – Still figuring this out too. Okay, I'm. I know what I'm doing, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna play as well as I possibly can. Yeah. Because we I, talked a lot about that with you, like last year, right? Yeah, I think so. I. I feel like I've. I'm over the. I don't know how to play volleyball. I'm just out there trying to have fun. So. <laughs> now, for those that don't know, you were a pretty good golfer, correct? Yeah. <laughs> How's your golf game right now? Actually, it's. It had been a year and a half since I'd golfed, and I just went last week. Wow. So that's what you did in the spring, quote-unquote, spring break. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. forgot about that. You played some golf. How'd you play? Um, front nine was rough. Shot a 48. It's pretty bad. A 48's then, pretty good for a lot of people. I'll take a 48 <laughs> well, on my best day. Yeah. 
turned turned it around on the back nine and shot thirty nine. So I just <laughs> I need a little warm up, I guess. You I need know a what, Jake? I need a Juddy face on that one. You know yeah. what? Just you can take your thirty nine and <laughs> <laughs> who's who's the best uh, trash talker on this team? On our team, yes. Huh. Probably Price. Price Jarman. I didn't see that one coming. Why is he? Why is he the best? He just gets fiery. He's when you get him mad, he'll he'll snap at you. Is he better when he's mad? Yeah, certain he is. people thrive off that. Right? He is. Okay, maybe I'm going to take him off. Yeah, how do we rile up Price Jarman tonight? <laughs> I've been working your on Instagram lo- pictures stink. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say to him. <laughs> he's huge on Instagram. Yes, insult their social media capabilities. Now it's per- always the now way now it's to go. personal. Coach Sean Olmstead in his first season as the head coach of men's volleyball. We love pump-up phrases or, like, go-to phrases that coaches use. Is there, like, a phrase that he says all of the time? Or does anybody do an, uh, an impersonation of Sean Olmstead? We, we want to know if this is happening. Oh, man. Um, not so much Sean, but Luca. Leo has ah. a really good impression of Luca. Mm. Should have asked him that when he was on the show last week or whenever you interviewed him. Yeah. Might he's, have him on again. Yeah, he's really good at impersonating. <laughs> okay, some some ammo for Jaron moving yeah, forward. Yeah. And Luca is is he Slovenian? Is that what he is? Yeah, right. Yeah, so he's got a little accent. That's a little easier, right? And Luca gets <laughs> yeah. fired up. He's he's passionate. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Jake. Good luck tonight against Pepperdine. We would like to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma as a parting gift if you're okay with that. Sure. Go and perform well, my friend. It'll be okay. awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Check it out tonight, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain on BYU TV. Pepperdine at BYU. Jerem Jordan, Steve Bell, and Lauren Frankham on the call. Have you signed our flag, by the way, Jake? Last year, not this year. This is a new one. We have a, this new, is a new flag. One. We, need, we need your Herbie Hancock. We need to find the silver Sharpie. Someone I don't know where. It. Someone stole the silver Sharpie. <sighs> we'll find it and have Jake sign it during the break. Budget, man. We can't afford another one. Jeez. <laughs> Up next, BYU baseball almost by 17-plus last night, Jerem. But what kind of a streak do they put on the line tonight? It's not just volleyball riding a win streak. This is BYU Sports Nation. The Cougar Whip Around hits next. Plus, there's a ton of other stuff going on around campus. Not just the three tonight. Where's the silver Sharpie? Bring it back. Ben, where is it? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Jerem? Let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. The second round of the NIT between BYU and Virginia Tech is tonight, 9.30 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio. The Cougars going for win number 25 this year and the first ever win against an ACC team in the Marriott Center. Baseball. BYU beat Pacific 19-3 at Miller Field last night in the West Coast Conference baseball opener. They play again tonight at 8 Eastern. Can they make it 12 in a row? Volleyball. Number one ranked men's volleyball takes on eighth ranked Pepperdine tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars have lost one set the last 55 days. Women's basketball. Traveled to Austin, Texas yesterday. The ladies play Missouri in the NCAA tournament tomorrow, 6.30 Eastern on ESPN2. You can listen to that live on BYU Radio as well. Rugby. Number one ranked uh, rugby beat Army 71-10 last night at Southfield. The Cougars play at Weber State tomorrow, 3 Eastern time. Softball. The ladies of BYU softball beat Harvard and lost to Long Beach State yesterday. Today, the Cougars play San Diego State and UC Santa Barbara in San Diego. Track and field. The outdoor season begins this weekend at the Trojan Invitational in Los Angeles. Golf. The men's team at the Desert Shootout in Goodyear, Arizona. 
Good luck to the Cougars. Tennis. The men's team hosts LMU today, UNLV tomorrow. The women play San Diego tomorrow afternoon in Provo as well. Gymnastics. The Mountain Rim Gymnastics Championship meet tomorrow at Boise State. BYU in Boise for that. Good luck, ladies. Lacrosse. Third-ranked BYU host New Hampshire tonight at 6 Eastern. There you go. Cougars in the PGA. In the Arnold Palmer Invitational, Zach Blair is currently (laughs) one under. Daniel Summerhays finished the tournament yesterday at four over, tied for 110. Somebody kill the turkey, please. <laughs> there was an elephant on the course, apparently, as well. <laughs> Jeez. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. How about a guy that's 4-0 as a starting pitcher for BYU? Michael Rucker might be the best player on that team right now. I mean, a lot of guys are hitting really well, but the, the ace, Michael Rucker, is 4-0. You want to know what's hilarious? Okay, so... Last night, talking to Ralph Sobel, the sports information director of BYU Baseball, and he said, you know, it's funny that even though Mike was a little bit off, I'm like, he was off? What? He struck out seven guys in two. six innings and gave up two runs. He was off? But even Mike Rucker said, yeah, I kind of had a little bit of trouble getting my legs under me. What in the world? Better to be off against Pacific than San Diego, you know what I'm saying? West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week. Getting it done, 4-0 as a starter. Our Twitter question, who will win by more tonight, BYU basketball or BYU baseball? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Chase Metcalf, three, says definitely baseball. Did you see the game last night? Pacific knew they had no chance. And that's when it's just sad. And you have to sit there for like three hours. But there are 19 runs, so you kind of enjoy it. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> seen one basketball. I said basketball. I haven't seen anybody. Is there anyone that agrees with basketball? Anybody said that basketball will win by more points than baseball? Everyone's on the Do baseball train with me, man. Do you understand the dynamics no. of this? Like, baseball runs are much harder to score than points They're in not basketball. Idiots. Yeah, they get it. Oh, we found the gray Sharpie, by the way, or the silver Sharpie. Jake, Jake signed the flag. Excellent. Elite tweet of the day from at MAJKingJ. Normally I would say the Batcats, but the Burninating continues tonight. There's a basketball tweet. <laughs> Thank to, you. Thanks to Melinda Bendall, John Laser, Jake Langlois, and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues on Twitter. Download the podcast on iTunes. For Jeremy and Spencer, shout out to Matt Montague. We're back to work tomorrow.